Okay, so in case you didn't know, uh, we're here doing the Bits Today podcast. Uh, it's our episode number seven. Very exciting. Uh, so the guys here, ASG, Andrew, uh, Drip Cult, Taylor, and Nick NVO, who's not here yet, but he'll be joining us, are the people who are actually writing our Bits Today issues. So if you're here, you probably already know who these guys are. We also have Nigel here, who's absolutely amazing and crazily smart. And every single episode, he just explains uh, very patiently all those uh, bed cloud details to me because I don't understand anything whatsoever. I never get uh, bored of hearing that intro. Thank you again. <laughs> uh, and of course, we have Jordan, Jordy Milk, uh, the king of Sunday Roasts, and uh, a great bro all around who's helping us uh, co host this whole thing, too. Uh, hi, Jordan. How you and, doing, and of course, there's me. I'm very boring, as you probably know. Uh, my name is Elena Ferry, and I'm here to help the guys run this episode as smoothly as possible. Please be mindful that this episode is being recorded. So if you at some point decide to join us, ask a question, comment on something, you are giving us permission to uh, record anything you have to say. So beware, be very, very aware of this. And of course, we have an amazing guest. We have Andy Arts here. Uh, hi, Andy. Thank you so much for coming in here. Hey, Lena. Hey, everyone. Uh, so uh, we're going to talk to Andy in a little bit because this is how our episode is going to go. Uh, for the first maybe around 30 minutes, uh, we'll talk about the news. Uh, we had some crazy news this week. I think I say it every week. Uh, oh, it's been crazy, it's been insane, it's been intense, but I have a feeling nothing will ever compare to this week. Uh, yeah, I think we should all agree on that. Just don't even argue with me. Uh, so we're going to talk about the news, and then we're going to talk to our awesome guest. So, here we go. Nigel, what do you have for me? Yeah, so I, I did wonder whether we should talk about Miami first, but I think we have to talk about the deflation bomb. Um, which which dropped uh, on our way to Miami. Uh, most bombs are not of the good sort. The deflation bomb for anyone who owns BitCloud is is very good news. Um, why don't I just sort of talk through what it is and, and then why why I think it's good news. So, um, as you know, if you've ever bought BitCloud, um, you basically went and got Bitcoin. Uh, you came to BitCloud.com and you turned that Bitcoin into BitCloud. Um, that BitCloud was priced on a price bonding curve. That basically they created new BitCloud every time somebody bought it, and the price went slightly up. And then the way it was priced is every million BitCloud that was sold, the price would double. Um, and so when I joined back in March, I think the price was around 130, 140, and it's now at about 170. Or 180, depending on the time of day. So it's gradually gone up as people have bought it. It's also priced in Bitcoin. And so as Bitcoin goes up, uh, the price has gone up. And as Bitcoin has dropped, the price has come down. But the important thing to know is there's been about, uh, I think it's been about uh, a ten and a half, or a, yeah, about ten and a half million uh, Bitcoin that has been purchased and minted, uh, as it were. And that's that's new. And it was expected that the number would go up to a a sort of a possible, I don't think it was a cap, but something like 20 million 
and every million the price would double. And so you could imagine uh, that would be another sort of two to the power of 10 X. So that's something like a thousand. So that's whenever we're trading at, you know, $200,000 um, uh, bit, per bit cloud, which would, you know, anybody on BitCloud uh, feel pretty good about that. Um, but so that would have been what would have happened um, as, you know, this sort of primary minting. But the problem was that whenever they go and list this on an exchange, uh, as they want, as we know from the start, they want to list it on an exchange, we've got a problem because we're going to have two prices. We have the price that's on the site, which this is the price at which it's being minted, and then we'll have the price on the exchange. And, and in, in effect, what would happen is that the price on the exchange would always be lower than the price on the site because why would anybody in the exchange buy at a higher price whenever they can just sort of turn up at, at bitcloud.com? So the price on the exchange would be lower um, so anybody buying in the site would be getting a you know a raw deal, and so they were like. And then the other problem, just to be clear, was that the price on OTC, oh, that's uh, basically over the counter. So these are Discord servers where you can buy Bitcloud in a secondary market. You're effectively trading your ETH or USDC for someone else's Bitcloud. They're basically selling their Bitcloud. And um, that price has historically been about 40% below the primary price you're paying on the site. So uh, back when we were paying $175 on the site, you could have got that in OTC for about $100. So um, what they definitely wanted was they wanted, they didn't want to list on an exchange and suddenly, you know, the exchange price was $100 and everybody who'd, like me had bought at $175 you know, get really pissed off that they've actually just lost 40% of their value. And so their solution, uh, which I think is pretty elegant, was we're going to switch off primer minting. So, um, and what I had been told before was that the intention was that would be switched off one to two weeks before, um, before they get listed on an exchange. And the expectation was once they do that, the price on the secondary would basically would rapidly go up and would start to approach what the primary price is. And funnily enough, that's exactly what's happened. So uh, if we go back about a week and a half ago, I could buy BitCloud for about $90. Um, by the day before the division bomb was dropped, it had gone up to about $100. And as of right this moment, I'm seeing people looking to buy for about $140. And in fact, I think the price is probably closer to about $145. And then that is if you can get it. Um, because on the sell side, it's um, it's all the sell side is pretty much dried up. So the deflation bomb has basically caused the value of Bitcoin that's on the side to go up by about 50% in the last week. So in that way, it's been very, very effective. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, the... the my first thought was I'm super stoked that Diamond Hands is reading bits today um, <laughs> because uh, 10, 10 issues ago, we uh, titled our, our issue Countdown to Deflation Bomb, and he, he went ahead and put a, a literal countdown to the deflation yeah. bomb on the site. So, um, no, but but real being real here for a second, I think that it is exciting. I don't know. And on my end, at least, Nigel, you did cut out for a second, so apologize if you if you already covered this. But um, I don't know exactly what happens once the the countdown reaches zero. Um, I'm assuming it removes the the ability to purchase BitClout um, from BitClout.com. 
Um, it, are, is there a lag time um, between then and, and what we assume is, is the first exchange list scene, or do we know? Uh, we don't. Um, that, that is a period uh, where, like, it may be that they pull forward the exchange listing, um, because, well, actually, here's the thing. So if you buy BitCloud using Wire, you're not, they're not minting new BitCloud on that. That actually has, a, a, so what they could do is very similarly is if you want to buy BitCloud with Bitcoin, they could just take that from a secondary account. And they would just sort of set a price for it. So it would be very similar to the experience today, only they wouldn't be minting new Bitcoin. They would be taking it from an account. I think one, one thing on the exchange listing, the timing I think is still TBD, but I think um, it is leading up to what's been rumored a blockchain.com listing. I'm not sure if that's mm -hmm. something we've covered here before. Yes. Oh, we've not covered it before, but yes, that's what I've uh, been led to believe as well. Yeah, that's what the murmurs are saying for sure. So, um, and they they blockchain uh, their BitCloud account posted that ominous diamond hands emoji. So I think it's safe to assume. Yeah. So, like you know, I I think anyone who owns BitCloud, it is a you know a very positive development. I've seen I've not seen any kind of particularly negative. Uh, development on it it obviously is deflationary and so the you know the value of our bit cloud has um has gone up we all feel good about that but i don't think it's sort of exclusionary that you know in some way it's it's sort of bad for people that can't get in or they, they can't get in now and i think it's it's all around a positive okay so really quick before we move on here's a question that i've had and i think i've seen kind of all over the place on the site so um so what's the move here what are we supposed to be doing? Are we supposed to be stocking up on BitClout now? Or are we supposed to be waiting for the exchange because we project that it's going to dip in price? Um, or do we do nothing? What do you guys think? I, I personally, uh, I bought a bunch uh, last week over the counter at like 135. Um, I, um, I was happy with that. I, I kept a little bit of extra cash on the sideline for if it does dip a lot after it hits an exchange. But I'm not really sure if it is going to dip much further than, than what I paid. Yeah, I, I, I'm i sort of similar. Like I put in everything, you know, up to the point that I got kind of nervous. And to be honest, well, everything I've seen over the last two, three, four weeks is just in creating my confidence in the platform. Um, as a point of reference, um, like a, another platform that is, you know, does have a tradable coin is Rally. Um, which is another social token. Uh, I feel safe sharing it here um, because I don't think it's, you know, I, I'm actually quite familiar with that platform and I, I think BitCloud is far and away ahead of it. But the reason I compare it is Rally has a market cap of around, uh, I think it's around 8 billion, um, whereas BitCloud's market cap is around uh, is around 2 billion. And from in my eyes, BitCloud is far ahead of uh, Rally in terms of engagement and potential. Um, and so, you know, if you compare it there, it, it you know, it, it's easy seeing a 4X if it, you know, came to a similar level of valuation. Uh, how many days are left until the deflation happens? Four days, 14 hours, 46 minutes and 19 seconds. 18, 18 seconds. seconds. 
15. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, I think we'll see in, you know, uh, less than five days what actually is going to happen. Do you guys think that, uh, so, so say the price of BitClout did go up by 4x over the next, like, four months. Do you think that would cause people to sell creator coins like, like I, I i can't imagine see my my coins worth like five thousand dollars like i can't imagine it just jumping to twenty thousand and and not people not taking profit and then are people going to hoard bit clout as it goes up thinking that that might be the better investment or do you think they're going to reallocate it what how, how do you see it playing out any ideas I'll, I'll jump in on this one i think um there's a couple things here. So I think when JSG's question on the price of BitClout and to Nigel's point on the comparative valuation of BitClout to Rally, uh, I think that assumes a flat BTC environment. If you look at the price of Rally as Bitcoin has crashed, the whole crypto market sort of behaves as, uh, you know, you've got this beta market beta of BitCloud, Bitcoin in the background. So the whole crypto market, to a certain extent, is tethered and hinged, with the exception of stable coins, obviously, to the price of Bitcoin. So, I'd say the first thing is we talk about the futures. What do we What do we think happens with Bitcoin? And so maybe the assumption is in a flat Bitcoin environment where the price is sort of stable. Um, and then the, to, to your question, Brian, on um, what happens to Creator Coin specifically, I think we've had three months of witnessing sort of what happens to creator coins when there's a mad rush of inflows. So when there were early inflows, a lot of coins shot up. Some of those coins have kind of found some point of equilibrium and stability. So I think the, the same, but then to your other point, you look at a coin like Pamela Anderson shot up and then kind of sold off or, um, you know, bless her heart, Maybeam's coin. Um, some of these coins that you know don't really have any long-term value or not real speculation potential either. So I think there's plenty of room to run so long as there's capital inflows. And you know, a twenty and eighteen thousand dollar coin price is roughly a million dollars of inflows. So um, you know, it, it's not. And at that point, the coin starts to stabilize so long as the cap table is diversified. So, so I think it's. You ask a good question about um, you know the individual creator. What is the like? What is the stability of the individual cap table? But if you're if you're at a million dollars of inflows into your coin, and you it's diversified across hundreds of holders, you know maybe someone who's only holding ten dollars that saw their price double to twenty, their their personal incentive's not as strong to sell the coin. But if it's whales that put in fifty hundred k and they saw eight x, sure that I could see that happening. That's a very I, valid I think, point. Uh, uh, Another one just connected to that is like one of the big, I'd say one of the big kind of unspoken points about a creator coin at the moment is they're valued based on anticipation of uh, some sort of utility. There's very few of them. I'd say maybe Craig is an example and a lot of the projects that actually deliver utility to their coin holder. Um, and so the, the reason you hold them is that you anticipate there'll be utility in the, in the future. Um, what I do anticipate over the next sort of sort of two to three months is we will see a lot more utility coming from the co-holders because projects and platforms that are being built um, are going to be able to make it much easier for people to deliver that. And so that 
I think, um, and, and it could mean that coins that don't do that, if you're a creator and you're like, I don't really do anything for my, my coin holders, I definitely do think that you could see uh, those coins drop in value and, and the ones that really are driving value go up. Very, very valid points. Uh, thank you guys so much for this discussion. I think we will be back to this topic next week when, you know, the, the bomb actually drops. Uh, Nigel, what mm -hmm. else do we have? Oh, yeah. So the only other one project, sort of smaller one, but I, I really like it. Um, so I do think people should check it out. It's Clouted. Uh, so it launched last week, very much in a sort of public beta. Uh, and what Clouted's doing is is trying to create uh, hashtags or, or clout tags. Um, like one of the things we know about BitCloud today is discovery. You could just say discovery is broken. Um, it's it's really hard to find new creators. Global is, is kind of the sort of semi-automated process that doesn't necessarily find the best content. And it's no good at helping me find if I'm into you know, NFT art or if I'm into uh, Bitcoin, where I can find other people who are into that. And so that's just Cloud is trying to do. They're, they're grabbing the public feed and then they're helping you search by Bitcoin or by NFTs. Um, so nice project. Um, and they're sort of promoting the idea that we, you know, we start to use hashtags as, as a way to help you find the content you like. So that's a really nice project. I think everyone should check it out. Yeah, uh, they're actually currently um, doing a competition in collaboration with uh, Jake Udell, where Jake has... Uh, decided to give away $20,000 worth of BitClout to creators on the platform um, just for telling their stories. Um, you know, you, you write kind of your story. There's three prompts um, and you use a hashtag clouded and there'll be a number of judges, two of which uh, are here on the stage. Um, myself and 100 Yoga uh, is a judge as well. And then we have Craig, Millie, um, one or two other judges. Reed and Jake. Uh, oh, yep, yeah, Reed and Jake. So um, it, it's going for the next few days here. Um, really cool project. So it's $20,000. And it's just uh, they're, they're sending BitClout. Um, it's not an investment or anything like that. Um, we've already seen a t you know, my, my mentions have yeah, or, yeah. My my notifications have been destroyed with with uh, tags already, um, but it's really cool to see people's stories. So um, I'm excited to see what comes of it. And and we're gonna be, look. I guess we're gonna be looking through all the submissions by searching uh, the clouded hashtag in clouded. So pretty cool. Exactly. Yeah, there's still and, a week um, left. So if anyone wants to like post, just just like go to the website. It's on Jake's post. So you guys can make a post. It should take like ten minutes max, and you guys have you know. So, so a chance to get, uh, you know, some, some, man, I, I can't stress how important it is, uh, what cloud it's doing because right now there's no actual way to find creators other than just browsing the global feed. I, I mean, it's like, like it's, it's so useful to be a click a hashtag and see all the people that posted about that topic and then you can find people you want to follow. So, so I'm, I'm so happy that you guys are working with clouded on this because I think they're doing a great job. I can actually speak to this personally because I was literally using it earlier today to find artists because we do the cover artwork every issue. And it's infinitely easier to, to use Clouded to try to find people when they're using hashtags because before if I, I posted and you didn't see it or if we posted from bits today and you didn't see it, 
I would manually have to go through people's following and followers lists and just try to find people who look like they were artists or had artists in their name or NFT in their name or something. And it's tedious to do it that way. But the, this, I was easy. It was easy. And I found a couple of people really quick message them. And, and now we have the process going. Yeah, this is yeah, great. Like there's, user, there's, users, there's users on here that I have literally never seen. You know, it's like a whole different side. <laughs> it's inc it really is incredible. Uh, guys, if, if you have not submitted your story yet, please do, because we really want to destroy Andrew's mailbox. That's my dream. Uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's a, a, a great project. So uh, I, I think it, it will benefit the community really greatly. So uh, kudos to the guys who created this and kudos to Jake for doing the contest. Okay, uh, let's talk about the topic that I personally really, really, really hate. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, who wants to do the recap? Alina's out, okay. Miami recap in, in under 10 minutes. It was quite a weekend, you know, we hung out, you know, got a bit of sun. Uh, I'll do a quick bit. Um, why don't I talk about the conference, the Bitcoin conference, which is the reason supposedly we were all there. And then somebody else can talk about the BitCloud meetup and kind of broader stuff. So here's the way that I didn't fully appreciate that there was a Bitcoin conference and not a crypto conference until I got there. Um, and the way that, you know, it's a Bitcoin conference is because they're only coin that you're allowed to talk about. And this, they actually tweeted this out to say you're only allowed to talk about Bitcoin at the conference, which was uh, interesting. Um, didn't stop us. Uh, I did realize when I walked in with a BitCloud t-shirt on that that could have been a very dangerous move, uh, but I survived. Um, I sat through pretty much all of the Friday morning uh, and I learned like sort of three things about Bitcoiners. And if you're not uh, close to space, uh, this might be. And the three things that Bitcoiners believe is one, Bitcoin is going to the moon. Uh, two, that all fiat currency is going to zero. And number three, that... Uh, Anything that's not uh, any, there's only two bit, there's only two types of crypto in the world. Um, one is Bitcoin and everything else is shitcoin. <laughs> and the rest of the event is kind of recycling between those three things. So I didn't say I really learned much apart from this little strange ecosystem or big ecosystem, which is the, you know, the Bitcoin community. Um, I will say, and then I'll hand over, uh, you know, there was 10,000 people at the Bitcoin conference, but there was 35,000 people went to Miami. And so, I kind of feel it was 10,000 Bitcoiners and there was another 25,000 sort of um, DeFi sort of crypto enthusiasts who, who were not uh, Bitcoin maximalists. So, um, but they were very nice. All the people I met at the conference were very nice, but some of the people on the stage were um, worrying, shall we say. <laughs> and there's plenty of videos on Twitter if you want to check it out. So are Bitcoin maxis kind of like the, the boomers of the crypto space? Is that is that what it is? I, no, no, no. Boomers are no. They're they're, you know, when somebody's this sort of maximalist about one particular thing, I often looked at them and think, did something go wrong in your early childhood that you're trying to compensate for? Because, hey, it's cool. Like I really like Bitcoin, but it doesn't solve everything in my life. Um, and the fact that you're so passionate about it to the detriment of everything else, is just concerning. So no, they're. They are a special breed. Yeah, I, you know, I like I, you know, love Bitcoin, but I, I don't really need to believe that it has to solve everything to, um, for my love to, and 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 it's not like 
you know, the other thing is that you can love other coins too. You know, it's it's not you don't have to be monogamous. Um, I don't think Bitcoin cares. Yeah, it, it's like it's like the people that say I love lobster tail, and then you put like king crab in front of them, and they're like, Ugh, no. I don't want that. No. <laughs> disgusting yeah it, it's it's a, it's a it's it's definitely a cult it's very very culty um max kaiser who was who's if you go onto twitter it'd be one that'll come up a lot i will give it to max kaiser he's very funny he is very funny and i think even a lot of bitcoiners are a little worried that he is the face of bitcoin because i think he kind of says out loud which other people just sort of think um and and i don't think you're supposed to do that okay guys question for me what is your favorite i don't i don't even know what to call it event or you know something some someone said somewhere so what did you like the most about the cloud and cocktails thingy man that's such a great question there was so much um i gotta say from my perspective so myself uh taylor drip and nvo uh were there for bits today nigel was also there and arts um was there as well uh and maybe they could speak a little bit to from their perspective but um from my perspective i had an absolute blast we decided at the sort of the last minute a couple days before that we were actually going to go um we had anticipated and planned on not not attending um so we kind of figured it out at the last minute hopped on a plane and really went just for the the cloud and cocktails event um and it really exceeded my expectations as far as the turnout um the environment the ambiance there was uh i mean there was a bathroom mishap there's kind of some sewage uh leak in one of the bathrooms and, and uh, that was not ideal um, but other than that it, it was an absolute blast when we were on our way over there um, the, the Bits Today team and uh, Taylor's fiance, the Uber driver asked us about two or three times. He said, are you sure you guys know where you're going? Uh, and we're like, yeah, yeah, this is the address. Why? Is this not a good part of town? And he's like, nope, not a good part of town at all. He said that he turns um, his Uber app off in that area um, because it's a bad part of town. So he doesn't want to be picking people up. So that kind of uh, sketched Nicole out a little bit um but once we got in um and knew we were safe you know we had the time of our lives it was cool to meet um brian you know a number of the people uh here listening uh we met jake in person what up jake uh and it was just um it was really inspiring i i gotta say i left that um being way more bullish um than i i i was uh, coming in which I was, I thought I was as bullish as I could get. So, um, yeah, I'm all in now. What about you guys? What do you think? I, I could just, I, I just like repeat what you said. I, I think that it, it was so awesome to see so many faces. Like I just, I'm just scrolling through this room right now. I probably recognize like 10 people that I saw there that I probably didn't know before I went there. And I think we have like lifelong connections with these people now. Um, it was awesome to meet uh, Arts. I, it was awesome to meet Jake Udell, who I saw just popped into the room. Uh, NBO, Nigel, UASG. It was it was just like so many so many people with so many good ideas. And and I think that we got a lot of ideas, and I think we gave a lot of ideas. 
And it just gave us added confidence in the platform because there's so many intelligent people working on this and, and creating and, and creating new ideas. So I, I think it's awesome. Dude, I wasn't even there and I could feel the hype, like just through the pictures and videos. Like I saw this one video that someone recorded when Jay, Craig, and Reed were on stage just talking about, you know, just general stuff about BitCloud and, you know, exchange those things and whatnot. And I thought that was that was that was really interesting. And I posted about it. Uh, I think someone else recorded it. But if you want to go watch that, it's like a five minute video. They just uh, then just talking about it. You can kind of, you know, see who's watching every you can see everyone like recording on their phones. <laughs> it's it's going to be an awesome video to look down on in like five, you know, hopefully five years when BitCloud's like crazy big. There's something uh, that was really hilarious about the event. On the one hand, it was sort of like we've all been watching this sitcom unfold on, in front of our eyes for the last two, three months, watching episodes daily, and finally we get to you get invited backstage and to to meet all the cast of characters. And so you sort of feel like a kid in the candy store. You're like, holy crap, there's Raj. Holy crap, Mario. Oh wow, like Nigel's here. ASG, the Bits Today team. So it was, on the one hand, it was, uh, it was just really fun like that, almost like a Disney World-like experience. Um, at the same time, you know, what's also weird about it, if we step back, a lot of us didn't know each other. Um, the BitCloud has sort of accelerated the trust facilitation between people online where we're all these digital icons, but that we like each other enough and have figured out this sort of tribalism and way of interacting and cooperating uh, to the point where now we can throw a proper party with hundreds of people and have hundreds and thousands more on looking. There's something very powerful we haven't been able to experiment with yet because we haven't really seen this full in-person, um, you know, the real world, digital world sort of uh, um, spillover happen. This was maybe the first example on a large scale within BitCloud, but I think there's a, something uh, It's very magical there that I'm curious to see unfold as we as we kind of move forward. Yeah, I think just to, to speak to that a bit, I, I felt the same way. I mean, there's a couple of stories. One is, um, I know some of the people listening may already know this, but uh, NVO, Nick, our, the Bits Today writer, uh, we met on BitCloud. And this was our first time actually meeting him in person. Um, and we were all staying together. And like I said, uh, Drip Colt, Taylor had his fiance with us. And um, before before we we booked the hotel and all all agreed to to stay together in the same hotel room um nicole started asking all right who is this guy send me his instagram his social profiles basically wanted to do a background check and i mean taylor were like dude what what are you doing like we felt like he was already a brother to us and uh it didn't really occur to us that we hadn't uh, met him in person um and it was like, you know, seeing him for, for the first time in the flesh, even though we, we're now on issue 41, we've gone through 40 issues together. Um, it's like, it's like we've known each other for years. And then, and then going into the, the actual event, people coming up and, and, and picking up conversations that we started on BitCloud, uh, you know, running up and giving us hugs. Mario specifically ran up to me. I had, hadn't even met him before. And he goes, this is this is the Bits Today team. They're like the CNN of BitCloud and started screaming and it was just absolutely wild. I could definitely echo uh, what Andrew was saying and and it was so interesting to meet Nick in person for the first time, but I felt like I've known him for years and 
I've already been through so much with him just working on bits today. And it was awesome meeting everybody there too at the event because everyone was just so like happy and like so welcoming and, and so eager to like connect in person via just behind the screens. And that was, a, that was a really awesome feeling. There was, there was no egos. There was no like, Oh, I'm better than you. My coin price is higher than you. Everyone was just like so thankful to be there in person with everybody and just like celebrate this platform. And, I can also say I'm actually really bummed um, that I didn't get to meet Clay Perry. I really wanted to meet him. And like I met Chet and a couple other people and saw Matryoshka from, from Nacho and all that. But I actually didn't meet Clay. And I'm pretty bummed about that. But I know like we were all just kind of separated and moving throughout the space. And, and there was definitely other people I didn't get to meet as well. But uh, that I can definitely say I'm bummed I didn't get to meet Clay in person. Yeah, I, I kind of felt the same way. Like, I, like I didn't get to meet. Like, I got, I got to meet a lot of people, and probably most of the people I wanted to talk to, I talked, I spoke to, but I only could allocate a certain amount of time to each person. And I wish I had like an hour with each person because everybody had so much to say. And I, I actually got to talk to Clay, and he was probably one of the most enjoyable people to speak to the whole night. And uh, there's so many other people though too, like the people that came and they weren't like popular on BitClout were probably just as, I mean, they weren't probably, they were just as exciting to talk to as some of the bigger people there. One, yes, Andy. One, one other thing that was interesting about it as we've got all these positive stories, we didn't, you know, everybody's coin price and wallet is publicly visible. I didn't even think twice going into the event, but I was talking to someone else about, hey, did you log out of your, your app and forget your seed phrase just to be for security there were no incidents there you would think a couple hundred people there you know tens of millions of dollars floating around um but you know the trust was there the event was well organized i think people on their best behavior you, you know the sort of the online uh detriments we see with the rug pullers and the scammers you don't you didn't see that in real life in any way at all and that was that was pretty cool to, to just feel comfortable and feel welcomed by everyone yeah, this is wonderful. Uh, guys, I, I'm, I'm, I'm actually really happy that you all enjoyed Miami. That's why Nigel has some more news for you. Nigel. Thank you, yeah. So uh, just when I landed back in New York, I was like, that was, that was an awesome weekend. Uh, and I was kind of envious that, uh, you know, of Miami and thinking, well, we can do it in New York. So. Um, basically put out a, 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 a note or a post and then settled on doing a meetup. And it's actually very soon. It's actually next Thursday. So Thursday 17th uh, at 6.30 in New York. Um, we're still finalizing the location. Um, but uh, hopefully, and I'm, I'm thinking it's going to be, you know, 20 or 30, or pe 20 or 30 people. Uh, if we get that, I'd be delighted. Um, and uh, Flick, the company that, uh, I work or I represent uh, is going to sponsor it. So um, if you put that in your diary, if you're in New York, uh, if you live in New York or you can be in New York uh, that evening, uh, let us know and we'll uh, and uh, we will send out RSVPs uh, in the next couple of days once you finalize location. Yeah, I might add that that's another great thing about Miami. It kind of just got the ball rolling. Like everyone sees what happened and how much fun everyone had and how much goodwill there was as everyone's been saying and now everyone's like okay we can you know we can do this in new york we can do this in la we can do this yes. in australia or, or wherever so i think uh someone had to i mean i know people have met off off platform 
before, but this was kind of like a big watershed moment. Everyone's like, okay, this can be, this can be fun. Uh, it's not just going to be a bunch of people awkwardly standing around in a room. So uh, hopefully we see like 50 of these uh, over the course of the next year, if not. This is awesome. Okay. Yeah. Well, we're actually thinking about doing anything in LA too. Uh, still a work in progress, but hopefully we'll see everyone here too. Okay, guys, let's do our interview. Uh, last week, I think I said that ASG was our supreme leader. And guess what? I lied. Because actually, we have our supreme leader here tonight, the guy who actually started Bits Today with his awesome post. And uh, you guys all know him. We all follow him. He's totally awesome. Uh, I'm gonna give you uh, give you all some you know real life info. So we have Andy Arts, who's a partner at Social Capital, and uh, the the greatest guy ever who uh, started with those crazy you know uh, find the password games and so on and so on. And he's overall a really cool dude. Andy, thank you so much for coming in. Welcome. Thanks for having me. That was a pretty tough intro to follow, but uh, hopefully I can live up to the hype. Hopefully. Okay, uh, to actually make this happen, we have someone who's uh, famous for his uh, uh, witty comments and crazy questions. So Jordan, the stage is yours. Hey, Arts, how you doing? Oh, God, this is going to hurt, isn't it? I promise I'm going to keep it mellow tonight. Hey, that roast was pretty epic. I appreciate it. Was it? That. Of hey, course, of course. I, I don't want to put Jordan on blast here. Jordan is dirty milk. But he was like low-key like texting me like, yo, do you think like I, I hurt Arch's feeling? Do you think he's mad? I don't think he's seen it yet. <laughs> you, were, um, you didn't respond for like a day and a half. I was tripping out for a minute. Yeah. I was like, oh, no. no. I, was, I was crying. No, I, I sometimes it's like to your point on uh, uh, ASG, you mentioned the notifications blowing up. Like all these contests where people are getting tagged, they're just polluting the feed. It's it's uh, hard to find all the good content sometimes. Definitely, definitely. Um, speaking of some content, I just wanted to ask you like a couple just BitClout related questions. Um, kind of tie in my content question, to be honest, would be, are there any projects on the platform that you've didn't really expect to see coming out of the platform that have kind of popped up over the last few weeks or so, just seeing people utilize it in ways that you had never even crossed your mind? Hmm. That's a great question. Um, you know what Charlie Hilton was doing with these, uh, these, these sort of emergent games was pretty awesome to see. He, um, you know, he kind of created this cast of characters, grouped people into fours, made the artwork behind it. And I don't even know what the rules of the game are. He was, I don't even know what the game is, to be honest. He was, he kind of messaged me and said, hey, you just want some super rare thing and you didn't even show up and do anything. Yesterday I was kind of offline for the day and I, I thought, whoa, this is cool. There, Luis, uh, you know, even I lost a lot of BitCloud on that to the tune of, I don't even want to remember, but um, it's on the chain. Uh Unfortunately, that hurts. Uh, Luis we'll ha was. We'll have someone look up the exact. <laughs> Just don't want to look at the numbers. <laughs> Luis, Luis, if you're out there, Luis was a uh, was incredible to see that. Just captured the imagination overnight of the community. Um, I, I'm not a fan of the volatility, and I thought the 
the use of the creator coin, the coin price. Unfortunately, the bonding curve is a bit zero sum. And so someone's profiting is someone else's loss. And, you know, I think wealth creation really comes from inflows here. And then, you know, to Nigel's point earlier, having value and potentially cash flows accrue back to the coin. So we don't have any of that right now. So all these bonding curves are just these vicious um, zero sum games. So that was the thing I wasn't a fan of, but I was a huge fan of the community. There's a discord that was uh, set up of the Luis crew. You know, the fact that they described themselves as a crew is cool. There were positions assigned. So I really like to see that. I look, I really think that games are going to be the leading edge of what sort of becomes more mainstream features. And, uh, you know, games uh, are, tend to be kind of in, on the internet, sort of the gamers are more, um, you know, out there and, and exploratory and more maybe open-minded and willing to try new things. So um, in exchange for some entertainment value. So I think that's, that's what I've been really happy to see. Um, you know, a lot of good dev tools, a lot of good tools around trading. I think a lot of the tools around reputation. I had a great chat with Salil from Prosper Clout. I love what the direction he's taking that in. It's this open, free tool anyone can use to sort of uh, look up another account. Definitely, definitely. I've been a big fan of a lot of, a lot of the games. I uh, I will say I did lose money on a mock uh, Lewis account, so that was a ton of fun. I didn't even get to play the right game. I just lost anyways. So that was that was a blast. But uh, it's been <laughs> cool watching a lot of those projects and whatnot. Um, now, just to kind of uh, trail back on that question, is there anything that you expected to see on the platform that you haven't seen yet? Oh, yeah. I mean, I thought celebrities would, uh, I think we've all kind of realized they came and went. I thought they'd come on the platform and start doing some really cool things. I thought we'd see an OnlyFans by now, you know, with more adult entertainers. Um, that that seemed like an obvious use case that never materialized. Um, I thought that we would see more ticketed events and private Zooms being offered, um, you know, I think a few of them, Douglas hosted a great one with Ed Mouse. Um, but apart from that, uh, you know, the, the, and also, I guess just more, maybe less on the developer side and tools, but more ways individuals are using their creator coin. I, you know, I can speak for myself. I think maybe, um, you know, and projecting onto others, maybe we, we all feel a little bit, um, confused about what it means to have our own currency. It, it's a weird thing that we're all adjusting to. It's almost as if you're a sovereign nation. You know, there's this idea of the rise of the sovereign individual over the last few decades as individuals increasingly have more and more power versus corporations and states. And now we have our own currency. And so that's, um, it's just, a, it's a weird idea. And I think we're getting used to what does that mean? What does it mean to be, you know, your own j Powell, your own Jerome Powell and, and in charge of your own uh, printing press and, and uh, how do you manage that supply? And at the, you're sort of a CEO at the same time. And so, yeah, I think that's what I was, I thought a lot more creativity would come out around how individuals are using their coin, which I'm surprised to see hasn't as much, but I think it just speaks to the, maybe like the difficulty and confusion around it. Yeah, I can see that. I know I've tried to introduce some benefits before in the past, but they've, uh, are just a little bit more unique sided and it's just kind of hard to, to even be able to offer them if you're, if I'm not in person based off some of the things that I was, I was offering. So I could see that being a little bit tough for some people, but I do, I would, I am very curious to see how they utilize in the future. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, one of the things I was talking to Jake, he made a great point as diamonds as a stream of income. And if you look at the diamonds you've received, it's non-trivial. I think, uh, you know, some, some people on the platform have received thousands, if not tens of thousands of diamonds. And that's a, 
fraction of a creator coin, which is one cent, but as any of those accounts go up in value, that rises in value. So if you think about just putting out good content, I think we're starting to see this, you know, this sort of value exchange where good content's being rewarded with diamonds as income. And the more you post, you put out, that's, you know, that, that hopefully generates some value that you're starting to see. Maybe, maybe we will, I'm interested to see when we will see the first person that's making, you know, six figure income in diamonds on the platform going full time as a content creator that I think that's a milestone that will be really important for the platform. I think uh, uh, really quick on that note, the, the diamonds as an income thing, the, the fractions of a, of, of, or a penny rather uh, thousands of pennies. Um, Do you think that there's going to be any feature implementation that allows you to maybe sell those off and cash them out in mass or, because it is quite a tedious process to, to you know, uh, click four times to cash out one penny's worth of a diamond. 1% problems, ASG. Yeah, seriously. No, right. no, but I think, yeah, <laughs> that's a, that's a, I mean, that doesn't seem, I don't think that has anything to do with the protocol, right? That That would just have to be something that's executed at the node level. So I'm sure somebody... Um, not to tease, but I think BitCloud Pulse released a very blurred out screenshot of what they're working on um, that, you know, from looking at the blurred out screenshot, looks like hopefully it'll be some really interesting trading tools. You heard it here first, folks. The uh, To kind of tie into that, um, people making a living off BitCloud, like say we're a year, two years down the line, 1.5 million active users, people are making a living off of it. What do you imagine that experience is going to be like when you go on to BitCloud? Are we going to be logging on to BitCloud.com? Are we going to be on other nodes, things like that? Just how do you imagine that experience being for just the average creator? Yeah, I go back and forth between whether there will be dozens or hundreds of nodes and a node just being a different interface or, um, you know, like in the world of social media today, there's a few dominant companies you know, TikTok, Pinterest, Snapchat, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, and so are we going to have clones of those? Um, are they going to cater to certain subgroups? Uh, there was a, a company Mark Andreessen was a part of called Ning, which was sort of this uh, a decade ago, which sort of had all these subgroups. And, you know, if you were a furry, you could join the furry subgroup. And if you were into manga, you could join that subgroup. And it was a way of connecting with people online around these niche topics. And so I don't know if uh, the groups will form around these niche topics or if they'll form around different um, means of communication, whether that's video, audio, forums. Um, um, it's, it's, I think the, the companies that have the best teams and are able to invest the most behind their nodes and have the best monetization model uh, will probably get the most traction. And, and maybe there's, you know, right now there's still a lot of work that needs to be uh, invested in, it, even though you know anyone can run their own node. Not really anyone can run their own node and, and make it have a viable front end that is actually uh, delightful for consumers. So I think, um, yeah, I think I think users will aggregate in uh, a couple of the the you know the, a couple of the apps that that are generating the most engagement I, the the thing that excites me is that they're you know the, you look at cloudcon 
you look at this um, clubhouse recording, if you look at the Discord number of servers and the engagement within the servers, uh, if you look at the Telegram groups, there is a tremendous amount of engagement that is happening about BitClout that's not on BitClout today. And so, um, you know, seeing how does that actually port over um, into the future of BitCloud is kind of interesting. I do have a potential concern when you say 1.5 million monthly actives. I don't know if those are going to be neobanking monthly actives. And what I mean by that is think about Chime or NewBank or, um, you know, JP, like Chase or Dave.com, all these new neobanking apps where you're sort of interacting with your money. I don't know if BitCloud is a new form of money that you're using and you're interacting with and taking around the web with you, in which case, you know, this I, the social media part is sort of deprioritized or whether it's truly an apples to apples comparison between, uh, you know, Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, where a monthly active um, over there is now, an, uh, you know, an equivalent monthly active that has a similar engagement profile, retention profile and monetization profile. So, you know, it, it's very, it's a very different, um, BitCloud could still be very successful in the form of the, the clout coin price if it integrates with Twitter, for example, and we, we all still consume content on Twitter and maybe we don't solve the problem of decentralized social media in the form of posts, but we do have, you know, these creator coins that travel with us all over or, you know, um, I think I'm really excited about what Nigel and team are building at Flick. I think that's probably one of the most exciting uh, front ends that have launched and that, you know, is poised to, you know, be potentially one of the biggest recipients of a lot of the engagement um, that that is there now and that can can and will hopefully come online as as the exchange listing happens and more normies come onto the platform. I hear you. Do you oh, I'm sorry, were you gonna go, Andrew? Yeah, I was just gonna say, unless you have other I, I know we have some other questions planned, but I think it might be cool to take the last few minutes and maybe just take some questions from the audience. I think that that would be that perfect. Would probably be yeah, probably be a little bit more um, fruitful for them. So would you mind if uh, maybe Alina, do you want to kind of be the coordinator of sure. people up? Sure, of course. Uh, okay, guys, uh, I'm going to open up uh, our floor for the questions. So give me a sec. Okay, open to everyone. Oh, here we go. Raj, hello. Okay, uh, one second. So we're inviting Raj here. Uh, guys, if you have a question for Arts, okay, I'm uh, I'm inviting three people right now, and we'll see if there's more questions. Uh, I don't know okay. why my heart's beating so fast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Raj, with arts. what's up? Hi, Raj. Um, so no financial advice, but. Uh, What's the price of BitCloud in one week in your uh, arts crystal ball? In one week? Uh, I don't think we see, we, we may see it creep up slowly towards uh, the bonding curve. The, I think bonding curve price is still tied to Bitcoin. So it's a question of what happens to Bitcoin. I don't have a view in the next, the next week. Um, and then I think OTC continues to climb, but still trades at a discount, uh, given that there's still, you know, um, some inefficiency in buying through OTC. So I think, 
yeah, I, I don't see any massive moves in the next week. I think with the exchange listing, uh, to Nigel's point on uh, on the gap between BitClout's market value and rally, and assuming no major fluctuations in Bitcoin, yeah, I, I do see that there's there's still some short term upside. Um, longer term, I think it's still a tremendous opportunity. I think um, you know, just think about all the market caps of social media companies that's sort of where my head goes into the trillions so i know it sounds crazy but um that's that's kind of how i'm thinking about it and what i'm excited for great awesome thank awesome thank you next question amina hi hello everyone how's it going good good how are you good so i just clouded out a thing and this has been weighing kind of heavily on me for some time but what I keep seeing in the community is that it's actually become so there's a lot of wealth that I see is concentrated in just like a few creators or a few investors and a lot of money is not circulating. And so you're not encouraging creators to stay and continue creating. And if they are, they're not being encouraged in any way with the exception of like diamonds what other approaches are there for uh, encouragement of creators to continue creating? It's it's an amazing question. I think that is the question we should all be concerned about. Um, if you look at on any of the stats across any of the sites, you can see that creator coin transactions have been trending down over the last two months, month and a half, I'd say, since we sort of peaked in early mid-April. Um, most of us and 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 yourself included I'd be curious when you joined but you know I think a lot of us joined early on when there was this huge uh, amount of volatility of capital inflows of of this uh, sort of nascency of us trying to figure out what was going on and I think you know I would venture to say that uh, that early engagement really translated into long-term engagement for a lot of us that onboarding experience on a lot of social products across a lot of things I've seen in my career, been a part of companies, I've been an employee at, or things we've invested in. We it tends to be that the the first you know seven, ten, fourteen days of a user's life really impacts their long term longevity. So the way I hear your question is users that are joining now, that have been joining in the last week, two weeks, one month, that may maybe weren't around at the beginning, um, and they come onto this platform and they don't have that same experience and they're not seeing the you know, the, the creator coin transactions uh, in the investments in their creator coin and they're trying really hard and they feel stuck. I think that's a problem. I think um, the answer is probably around discovery. Global feed sucks. It's a great, you know, V1 for the devs who are frankly, you know, global feeds just a proof of concept and it's not re like they're really focused on building out the chain and the protocol. So I, I don't hold that against the devs at all. I think it's good enough to get started. Um, but yeah, discovery of creators. I think the scammer problem is still a big one. Um, it's hard to dis coin price is a kind of a very short, it's a useful shortcut for, is this creator reputable? And maybe that's why, um, people who want to play the game are more willing to invest in creators that have uh, slightly higher coin prices than lower ones only because, you know, coin price is sort of a proxy for, it's sort of an anti-spam technique because, or anti-scam technique, I guess you could say, because there's a cost to boosting a coin price high enough. And so 
a lot in my own personal experience, the ones that I've been rugged or have been tended to be, you know, 30, $50 counts. So there's probably, you know, I think some of the tools like prosper clout will help. I think as the culture evolves and we all familiarize ourselves with um, getting comfortable, it's really, I think the question is like, how do we get people to be more comfortable to, um, to feel secure with making investments so that we can increase liquidity. Um, so that we have a liquidity problem right now. Um, and I think that's partially driven by fear of, um, you know, scammers sort of coming onto the site and, and taking advantage of that and making it, making, making people more resistant to, um, you know, to just being as, as, uh, loose and free with their capital as early on. So I think, you know, what Raj was, is doing, was doing last week, um, with the, you know, the sort of the, the Raj train as, as I think it's called, uh, is really interesting because it's creating that sense of engagement with the community and excitement around, you know, what's happening. And I think, you know, as people try to think about it, figure it out, what's going on, it's reminiscent of the early days. So I think, you know, some people have sort of migrated to the sidelines to think, okay, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit worried. I'm a little bit anxious. I don't know what's going on, but I think, you know, we need people that are still experimenting and, and trying to bring more engagement to the community so that, you know, existing users can find more investment, um, and, and new users as well as we, especially as we anticipate an influx of a bunch of new users. Could I just chime in really fast? Sure. Yeah. So, so I, I, I agree with what Art said. Um, I think like the biggest opportunity for investors are the little accounts. Like like Amina Beck said um, in her post that you didn't all, might not have seen it, but she basically said we should all be investing like five or ten dollars in some of the new creators to get them, give them a sense of welcome. Um, and and they are actually the they actually are the ones that have the biggest opportunity to go up in value and and earn earn investors a high high return. But at the same time, those are also the accounts that the scammers could have, the ones that are at low value that just signed up. So it's a shame that the scammers are kind of ruining it and making investors kind of step back from investing smaller amounts in these new creators. And, and I myself, I'm trying to do that myself because I think it's important for the platform, but it's also a good investment. But at the same time, I'm also getting scammed a lot. So I think if you can eliminate the scammers or partially or prevent a lot of the scams, I think you're going to see the newer accounts get more interaction and get that investment that's going to drive future growth. Thank you, Brian. Uh, thank you, Andy. Uh, we have two more minutes for two more questions. Do you mind uh, if I actually ask a question real quick? Uh, sure. How short is I, the question, though? <laughs> well, I had a, it's just a quick one. I had, um, the clouded ones discord kind of ruthlessly uh, wanted me to ask this question of uh do you have any info on the soft fork that they just introduced uh, i can answer a little bit of that so uh obviously soft fork which uh cut mining awards by i think about 90 percent um i think there's two parts to it i think one is like should they have done it um and then the second one is should they have done it the way they did it um i'll, I'll sort of answer both of those so should they have done it um and they're obviously saying concerned about sort of environmental impact and the uh, and it was sort of generating and, and that there was a cheaper way to do it um i think we should all support that um the other piece of data point i have on it is i did over the weekend show it to a friend of mine who runs something like fifteen thousand gpus mining bitcoin ethereum 
and he just texted me today and he said, I'm not surprised they cut it. It probably looks like it would be 17 times more valuable for him to mine BitCloud than Ethereum. Um, so it, it looks like potentially they got their numbers wrong on how, how rewarding it was. Um, and so that may have been one of the reasons they thought we could cut it way back. Um, the way they did it, like reflects this is a very centralized process at the moment. This is not, we don't have governance and a DAO and a way we vote on stuff. Um, like we weren't even really informed. We weren't informed of it before it happened. Um, I, you know, we are promised that that's going to change. And I think that'll be very beneficial. But to me, it's like, look, it's still centralized at the moment until while it is open source, decisions are not made in a kind of decentralized fashion. And I think there's an opportunity to move there, um, you know, but I, I gave it a pass. But, you know, and I'm sure other people met a different point of view. Awesome. Uh, really quick, guys, we were scheduled to, to go till eight o'clock, but Arts is an absolute legend. And he said we could go over just a couple more minutes. Um, so we'll take the two, the, let's see, the two more questions that we have two on the stage. Questions, yeah. And then um, maybe one more from the audience and then and then we'll we'll call it a night. Sure. Um, OK, uh, Ghost, hi. Hey, guys. Um, sorry Hello there. Voice. Hope you're all doing fine. Okay. Hey. Uh, thank you. You too. Uh, you sound uh, what is like your question? <laughs> you do sound yeah. like a ghost. <laughs> okay. What is your question? My question was, um, if any one of you can uh, elaborate maybe about uh, the topic of NFT on BitCloud, um, if you guys know anything like when it's coming, how it will look like, yeah that's a that's a really good question um i'll give a quick shot and maybe arts knows more than i do um so sort of floated um is that the idea that um users could in effect create nfts um now when i first heard this i thought it was a terrible idea um and as we're seeing a deluge of of nfts and uh, you know, be it economics 101 is when you see supply just unconstrained, uh, prices uh, and demand fairly fixed, uh, you know, prices plummet. That's happened in the NFT market. Interestingly, um, how they're thinking about NFTs is that each post would, in effect, be an NFT. And so that you could, in effect, sort of sell a post to a fan uh, and that, you know, they, they, the, the sale of that would go to the creator. Um, that's kind of you know, that's about as much as I know. I, I sort of also, you know, heard it was fairly eminent. I, I don't know, Arts, do you have any any kind of more detail on that? Nope, not much more. I just think it helps solve the creators generating value on the platform that can tie back to their coin price. So that's that's sort of the, the idea of how it might work there. And do you have any info on timing or something like that? Do you know when it's coming? No. When we least expect it, known by this platform, um, <laughs> uh, like a lot of these things have happened much quicker than I expected. I did not expect diamonds; they just kind of turned up. Um, yeah, like you know, weeks. Uh, it certainly was the indication I had, um, but we, we don't know anything more than that. All right, thank you guys. Thank you for the question. Okay, our penultimate question, dear Hill. Hello. 
Hi, thank you so much for having me on stage. Um, I believe that Brian has actually answered my question and uh, just to respect everyone's time here, I, and I really appreciate it. Um, I will w withdraw it. Um, although I do want to quickly mention that um, and say that you guys are all amazing here and um, what you do is absolutely incredible. So um, you have my full support. And while I may not have monetary value to give at the moment, I do want to um, uh, give in some sort of aspect. So, you know, if you need anything, just let me know. Thank you so much. We we really love you guys. Uh, hey, Hill, you roll. What What is your uh, handle? Oh, your, that. Your um, handle? Sandstorm. Oh, so, yeah, Sandstorm. I've seen her and Of course. Yeah, we've seen you before. Thank you so much. Uh, okay, guys, the last question, actually, will be from me. Uh, not exactly from me. Uh, we got this question uh, some weeks ago when we just started out this whole thing. And uh, someone just asked, oh, if you guys ever uh, have arts on the show, please ask him what he's looking for in a creator when he's choosing someone to invest into. So this is the question. Arts, what do you have to say? <laughs> um, sure. I think um, um, it's a good question. I am looking for... I think going back to the point on the bonding curves being a bit zero sum, um, I am not as focused on generating a huge financial return as I was originally. I, I think I viewed accounts a bit uh, rationally as investments rather than people. And I think the more time I've spent on the platform in the last three months, I've started to think about um, what are the people behind the the coin price and the bonding curve and what does their creator coin mean and what does it mean on a more societal value than a monetary value. So I think um, I don't have a great way of putting in words, but when I invest in people, I tend to look for people that are contributing to the platform. Um, I own a lot of BitClout and so it's, it's more important for me to help um, shine a spotlight or to support people that are doing things in a variety of ways uh, that are building out the platform, whether it's the folks here in Bits Today crew, some of the folks on the Nacho Average, uh, some of the folks that are you know just daily engaged and commenting and trying new things, some of the folks from the Luis crew, some of the folks um, that are some of the developers that are building uh, building different apps. I was I teamed up with a couple other folks too, and Shubang organized uh, this productathon that we launched, and so I, I tried to invest in a bunch of the developers building on top of that, um, but I think. It's not just developers. It's not just technical folks. I think anyone who has, um, you know, this sounds a little cheesy, and it's a word that we use in the investment business a lot, like what's the thesis of the company? Now I've found myself asking that about the creator coins, like what's the thesis of the creator coin? And it doesn't have to be monetary, but I think it's it's if somebody is, contrib like, if somebody is going to, um, you know, be the happy birthday person that wishes everyone a happy birthday every single day, that's valuable in some weird way. If someone is going to be, you know, take it upon themselves to onboard new users. I was talking to a user who is putting together effectively the YC uh, equivalent for new users where they're going to put them through a boot camp of, you know, three or seven days. And that's super valuable. So um, that person who's doing that, I would love to support them. Um, you know, people that are contributing art to the platform or music and doing it in a sustained way that's native to BitCloud. I think reposting, it's not, not a big a fan of. Um, and, you know, sort of one-off one -off stunts, uh, not as much. But I think... And going back to the scammer point, I think um, 
you know, when you see it's it's easy for for a new a scammer to come on the platform, start a coin, put up a bio, and uh, and start. You know what they what I've seen is they'll you know they'll retweet any investments they get in themselves. They'll tag a lot of people. They'll invest in their own coin and they'll rug within a day or two. I think scammers' attention spans are pretty finite, and so you know it's less profitable to to do that for a month or or two months. So I think um, you know people that are kind of committed to that have a thesis for what they want to do on the platform. Um, and that are committed to doing something and building a value. I, th I think you know that there's that over time that will become more clear. And to the point on NFTs, um, you know that's just one simple way of the ways that creators will be able to realize that value. But I think in the meantime, it's it's about um, building up a following, building up engagement, creating you know some interpersonal societal value that I that I'm sort of really curious and looking looking for. I think the monetization will come later, and then and so that's where. You know, if there's a financial side to the investment, that's where it'll kind of pay off. Thank you so much. I have a, can I just have a okay. mini question? Okay. Just to piggy, <laughs> piggy, piggyback off of that. Um, it just a, a, a quick question on that art. How does the um, creator's cap table influence your decision, if, if at any? Um, you know, who's on the cap table possibly or the distribution of the coins? Does that have any influence in how you or other investors that you know make decisions? Yeah, yeah, it does, and I think it should. Um, Salila Prosperclout was telling me about some of the metrics he came up with, HHI being one of them to sort of underwrite a cap table. So I, I think you should underwrite cap tables. Um, I think they serve as, you know, to the point on why were we all so um, happy to meet each other, I think we kind of use cap tables in a weird way to establish trust amongst each other. And so um, I don't necessarily see anyone else as a immediate positive signal that, oh, crap, Diamond Hands invested, I have to invest, or, oh, shit, ASG invested, stay away from this one. Um, I, I, I tend to just, uh, I think I use cap tables maybe more as like a an potential negative filter, if anything, if there are non-accounts that are overset, like have too many coins, obviously. Um, that's a simple one. If, if they're... You know, potentially there are some users on the site that I don't necessarily agree with. You know, the the way they do business, their you know sort of values alignment. So, you know, I might I might tend to shy away from cap tables that have them on, which is unfortunate because you can't really control who's on your cap table. So, um, you know, I'm sympathetic to those people who. But the, the, we do start to we're starting to see some subgroups form, and I think that's totally natural and fine. And and so you know there will be some bifurcation over time. That that's okay. Um, but I think yeah, I think apart from the sort of underwriting a potential rug pull which is which i will look at i i think everyone's um you know i guess the last thing i'll say is when i'm making an investment uh i've learned you know i put i think i bought the first 40 coins of one of my partners at social capital and uh right when he onboarded and i, I realized like oh crap i have way too many of his coins and then i sold and then i realized oh crap now um you know so that profited someone else's expense and and uh so i learned my lesson the hard way and then i now i've um now I've tried to be more careful and cautious of only, you know, buying like kind of up to maybe up to five coins in a user, you know, pref preferably one coin. I think one coin is still, you know, it's a great amount. It, it, it can appreciate in price, especially if you're investing early enough. And, uh, um, you know, I, I think the idea of having too many coins, it sort of creates this problem where you're like an activist investor and there's almost like a pseudo board of directors. And I know for, in my case, um, you know, Douglas is one of my top coin holders and anything I need to do that's crazy on my cap table, I, I want to run by him now because, you know, he's, 
he's uh he's one of my largest holders so so it creates an interesting dynamic when you own too many coins of a person's um, cap table and maybe it makes the creator then feel a bit less creative perhaps or feel like you know maybe they need to get permission for things otherwise so it's, just, it's just, we, I, I just art element so i've had a board i've been an entrepreneur for the last 10 12 years and i've had a board for those 10 12 years and i've almost felt more pressure towards my coin holders than i ever felt towards my board i was like suddenly had this sort of personal commitment to these people or these board members or like professional vcs so definitely a very weird feeling and i've had that feeling before but I imagine somebody who's never had like investors before. It's definitely a really weird scenario. Oh yeah, yeah. And I heard a story. Um, Craig was telling me that he he's got some investors who, be, because of the value he offers, you know, that he has maintains his exclusive group. Some of the, his coin holders now have sold all their holdings to fully concentrate their position in Craig in Craig Coin. So not only does Craig have people that have large sums of money invested in him. He has people that have that are that are all in on him, and so it's it's sort of this double-edged sword now, where he has to be, um, you know, very like re- respectful and thoughtful about what he does with his coin price. Okay, guys, I think that's a wrap. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much, Andy, for coming in here, patiently answering our questions and enjoying the whole thing. Uh, Thank you, guys. Please follow Bits today if you're not following them already, which is actually weird. But (laughs) anyway, uh, absolutely, everyone, please, please, please buy NBO's coin. Very, very undervalued. So this guy deserves much more. Uh, We will see you all next weekend. yeah, I know t- today was an exception because of the whole Miami thing, but we, w- we will be back next Sunday uh, with another awesome guest. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, thank you, guys. Uh, we will see you all soon. Uh, bye-bye. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Arts, for, for joining and being generous with your time. It was, a, it was a great chat, as always. Yeah, thanks for having me. And uh, thank you. I, take, I take back what I said about ASG's uh, signal on the cap table. <laughs> That's right, baby. <laughs> Let's go. Okay, and in the room. Goodbye, everyone. Bye, everyone.